The first reading is taken from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. This may be found on page 1093 of the Church Bible, or on the screen behind me. The Holy Spirit comes to, at Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. The disciples saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking their own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading is taken from Luke, chapter 24 verse 36 to 49, and it can be found on page 100, 1062 of the Church Bible, or on the screen behind me. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in, the mind, in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I, myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it because of the joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, 
This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. When he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures, he told them, this is what was written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witness of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with the power from on high. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. How are you all doing? Good. It's good that you're still awake, Steve. I'm happy. I hope you'll be still be awake at the end or halfway through. I'm sure Jeanette will give you a little nudge if you, if you drop off. Um, today God's been really speaking to me and um, he's really drawn, drawn this verse in Revelation. Revelation 3 verse 20. I'm not sure where he's going with this, but um, I just encourage you just to pray into this as, as, as we move on in the evening. It says this, listen, I am standing and knocking at your door. If you hear my voice, if you hear my voice, open the door. I will come in and we will eat together. I'm not sure where that's going with that verse, but um, can we just, just keep that in our hearts, really? Um, well, it's awesome to be here with you guys again this evening. Um, this is my third Sunday, third in a row, so it's my hat trick tonight, and um, yeah, last week was a struggle for me, um, just was feeling a bit low, and um, it was a really difficult um, passage to get through, but we got there, and um, lots of people were touched, and I was really encouraged by lots of people, so I really want to say thank you, um, and a lovely letter in the little card in the post, and um, yeah, it just came at the right time because um, last week was a, just an awful struggle with um, just lots of stuff going, going wrong um, in my life, financially, at work, in the family's life, um, with the children at school. And the penny never dropped. I never really clicked what was going on until it was like halfway through the week I was meeting Claire. I know, I know exactly what's going on. It's the devil. The devil is getting in there. The devil is attacking us as a family, as me. And it was horrible. But as soon as I realized that, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm stepping out in faith. I'm speaking at church. I've taken a day off a week to serve the youth and children's team. The devil's not happy. 
you know, meeting up with young boys, encouraging them um, to be followers of Jesus. We're setting up a youth cafe. We've got the devil is not happy. We've got his back really riled. Um, but he was doing everything he can to distract me from what God has planned for my life. And as soon as I realized, I knew I needed prayer. So I, I contacted a friend of mine. Um, he's, a, he's a lovely bloke. And I just said, mate, I need you to pray for me. And he said, come round. I went round there and we just, we talked, we had a coffee. And he said, right, what's going on? I explained. He said, right, let's pray. And he, he just, hands on my head. And he started to speak in tongues. And it was wonderful. And um, I just felt at peace. And it just reminded me the power of prayer. Yeah. We can't do anything without the power of prayer. It's wonderful. And I just felt really, really encouraged to know that I wasn't alone. I could turn to, to friends who would support me in prayer. But the devil, he's out there. And he wants to distract us. And he wants to get us off the path, what God has before us. And I hope you don't mind being honest and uh, me sharing the struggles that I have. And thanks for putting up with me for the last three weeks. You've been very gentle and kind. So today we're looking at um, Acts 2, the day of Pentecost, when all the Lord's followers were together in one place. I guess a bit like this, a bit like this on a Sunday evening. And then there was a loud noise. The door probably burst open and the wind came rushing in. And they could feel something. They could feel the Spirit of God. And then it didn't stop there. And then there was tongues of fire. And they settled on the disciples' heads. Fire moving around. And it took control of them. I think we should stop here. Could you imagine what it was like being disciples at that point? Could you imagine if that happened here right now? How would we cope with a move of the Spirit, with a new Pentecost like that? Doors burst open, God comes in, wind, fire, tongues, takes control of us all. We'd be pretty freaked out, wouldn't we? And I guess the disciples, they were pretty freaked out at that point. And then it goes on to say, they started speaking in strange languages. Well, that's weird, isn't it? That's really strange. And you see, I, you know, I believe that being filled with the Spirit isn't just about the gift of tongues. It's more than that. You see, when God's about to do something new, to do something radical, he always gives us a sign. And in this case, he gave, he gave the disciples two signs. The first one was the, the mighty wind coming through. They could feel his power. They could feel the power and the love of God. And the second sign was of tongues of fire. They could see the tongues of fire with their eyes. They could see the tongues settling on each of their heads. And fire is often used in the Bible, isn't it, as refining God's people, refining us. And it's used for inflaming us, for firing us up. Whenever God moves, 
we're fired up, we're encouraged. And this week I've been, um, I've been challenged, I've been thinking about, about the Holy Spirit and about how the disciples were filled and how, how, how internal we filled. But I asked myself this question. What is the Holy Spirit? And you know me, I look at stuff in a really simple way. I try to make, try to make sense. What is the Holy Spirit? And the Holy Spirit is the love of God. You could say it's the fire of God or the joy of God. But simply, it's the love of God, the love of Jesus. The complete love of God. And the disciples were caught in the middle of this amazing, amazing story in history that changed the world. This Pentecost changed the world. It was the birth of the church. And they were all filled with the spirit and the love of Jesus. The love of God, which at this point was not their love for God, but for God's love for his people. We have that great verse, don't we, in John 3, 16. It says, for God so loved the world. We all know it, don't we? That he gave his only son. He so loved us. And he loves every one of us. And if you can take, if you, if you, you'll probably forget everything I've said tonight, but just take away that, that God so loved the world, he so loved every one of you, that he sent his son to die for you. People, were, people around them were amazed that they were speaking in other languages. They were amazed. Some people said, they're drunk, they're plastered. And you know what, whenever we get a new move of the Spirit, whenever we get a new Pentecost, a new outpouring of the love of God, it can be strange. I've got to, I've got to say this myself. About five years ago, I went on a, um, a new wine kids and youth retreat in Derby. And it was amazing. We had three days and on the first day, we had worship. It was great. And then we had a real move of the Spirit. There was people behind me screaming. People over here speaking in strange languages. People over here interpreting what people were saying. And I was there going, what is going on here? I've never experienced anything like this before in my life. And not only were people crying and people speaking in these strange languages, but there was people laughing. And there was a vicar next to me, and we got quite close, and he was on the floor. There were people slain in the spirit. And there was me going, okay, this is a bit weird, God. Never experienced this before. I'm crying out. I said, come, Holy Spirit, come, fill me. Fill me. I want some of this. I want some of this. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing. I got cross. Yeah. I was like, why are you leaving me out? You know, why am I not encountering you? Have I upset you, God? Have I upset you? Nothing. I've got nothing. And then the guy at the front is getting really excited, this preacher, because it's a big move of God. But not for me. <laughs> not for me. 
He got excited. So he, he called people forward for prayer. Oh, here we go. And then, then my mate, he got, gets up from the floor. I said, you all right? Yeah, I'm going for prayer. Okay, off he went. Next thing is up the front, he's being prayed for. He, the, the guy, the preacher at the front starts talking in tongues. Next minute, he's on the floor. Boom. I'm thinking, here we go. What next? Next minute, he's, this, is, this is so true. He is grabbing his chest on the floor. Seriously, I'm thinking, is he all right? Is he all right? Is he having a heart attack? Do I need to go and help him? Anyways, this is serious. This is bad. And then a few minutes later, he gets up. He comes back over to me. I said, you all right? And he's like, yeah. Sweating he was. I said, you sure? He said, what was all that about? He said, I just had deliverance. I said, wow. He said, what's the matter with you? I said, well, I'm feeling a bit left out here. <laughs> so he's like, all right, he's all fired up. So he puts his hands on me. People come around me. They start talking in tongues. Oh, come on, Holy Spirit. In their strange language. Never experienced that before. And I was really open. I was like, yeah, God, come on. Some of this, nothing. Absolutely nothing. I was really, really discouraged. I went back to my room <laughs> and I had a little rant with God. I said, right, God, what is going on here? You know, why, why haven't I encountered you in this way? Why? And then, really gently, God spoke to me. And he said to me, really gently, you don't need to experience me in that way. You don't need to encounter, encounter me in that way. And do you know what? I've never encountered God like that. But I still encounter God, but never in a, in a dramatic way. Not yet. I'm sure perhaps he's going to do it. And I'm ready. You know, new wine every year. I'm ready, but it, it doesn't happen. You know, I feel good, but I don't, I don't experience God, God in that way. And we're all different, aren't we? We all experience God in different ways. And this is pretty dramatic, though, how the disciples experienced God on that day of Pentecost. And as a church, as I was thinking about this, about that Pentecost. I don't want that Pentecost to be 2,000 years ago. I want this Pentecost to be happening now. This, this move of the Spirit here at this church. I want to see this new Pentecost come here. And Jesus said to his disciples, when he got baptized, he got baptized in water by John the Baptist. And John the Baptist says, someone will come and baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And some people say, where does this Holy Spirit come from? To be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But it comes from Jesus. You know, the word baptized means to be fully immersed in water, into the love of God. And for me, you know, I love surfing. When I go surfing, I feel fully immersed in God. You know, everything else just shuts down. It's me, the ocean, and God. And it's a really powerful witness, just for me. 
And I also feel really immersed when I'm being wiped out and my surfboard is flying in the air and I'm under the water, I'm thinking, cover my head, if my surfboard falls on my head, I'm going to get hit. I feel really fully immersed in God's love. And the disciples experience this full immersion into the Holy Spirit, into the love of God. You know, I long for a new Pentecost, a move of the Spirit. I don't know about you guys, but when I come to church, I'm really expectant, expecting to hear and encounter Jesus. You know, when we, um, when we go to house group, we're expecting to see our friends. We're expecting co- to connect. When we come to church, it's the same thing. We're expecting coffee. We're expecting the worship band. We're expecting to see Mike, our vicar. Are we expecting to meet with our Saviour? Are we? That's me included. Are we expectant to meet and encounter Jesus? I've been really, really encouraged and challenged over these last three weeks. I feel God is really breathing, breathing life, here in the 6.30. 6.30 seems to have changed. It's like it's, it's kind of given birth to a new vision, a new life, and a sense, a real sense of excitement. I don't know, if, are you guys feeling this as well? <laughs> just me? <laughs> yeah? And the, yeah, it just feels really exciting. And church should be exciting. You know, I grew up going to church, and it was flipping boring. You know, it's great coming to church and... And to be excited, to be excited about what we are worshipping, the God we are serving. It's nothing to do with me or, or us. It's all about Jesus. And if we as a church, if we as at 6.30, we want to receive this new Pentecost, this full immersion in the Holy Spirit, then we need to open our hearts. We need to open our, you know, our hardened hearts. So what's this all about? It's about letting Jesus into your lives. It's about letting him come and fill you with his love. It's about accepting Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. Your best friend. I really feel that Jesus wants us to be fully immersed in his love tonight. Jesus wants, to, want, Jesus wants us to let him in. Perhaps this verse in Revelation, I just need to read it again. Listen, I am standing and knocking at your door. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will eat together. Jesus is knocking at our door right now. He's not going to force his way in. He's gently knocking. 
He's knocking on our hearts. And we have a choice. We have a choice to make. A choice to listen and respond. A choice of do we let him in to our lives? Should we just close our eyes? Just, um, let's just wait for the Spirit to lead us. I don't know, maybe there's people here and you can feel that Jesus is knocking on your heart. He's gently saying, can I come into your life? Can I start this new relationship with you this evening? If that's you this evening, just while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, you just raise your hand. Jesus is here. He wants to meet with you. And all you have to do is respond. All you have to do is accept. And be filled with his love. Maybe for some of you this evening, your heart has been closed. Your heart has been shut. Maybe tonight the opportunity you have is to open your heart and to let Jesus in. relationship could start tonight. There's nothing to be fearful of. There's nothing to be frightened of. Jesus loves you.
And for some of us here tonight, me included, you know, Jesus is in our lives. And we're totally in love with Jesus. We've been filled with his spirit. We've been filled with the love of Christ. But we still find it hard to share our faith. You know, thinking about this verse in Revelation, I really feel that Jesus is knocking on our hearts. But he's not knocking to come in. He's knocking to come out. To be released. To come out of our hearts and to be shared. To come out of our church and into our communities. To go into our schools. To go into our workplaces. To go into our families. And if that's you, if you feel that Jesus is, um, is in your heart and he's, he wants to come out, then I'd encourage you to respond by standing. And um, we want to support you. We want to stand by you and encourage you and pray with you and empower you.